right, everybody. You're not going to believe this as you're watching this episode. It's actually uh, 7.43 a.m. here. And I'm, uh, I'm doing the little intro to episode 11. As you see, I'm by myself. No Mike Kunda. He's MIA. Uh, yeah, he's MIA. But we got a great, a great, a great episode for you guys. Episode 11. I'm really excited about this one. Recorded this one last week. Great interview with a guy by the name of Soul Joel. Actually, his, his name's Joel Richardson. His company's called Soul Joel. Really interesting story. This guy uh, figured out a way to own a comedy club during the coronavirus and have it be a positive. He figured it all out. This guy inspired the hell out of me. He's got a comedy club in Royersford, Pennsylvania. And I said, I got to interview you, man. It's like such a motivational story. So he's on our podcast today. If you're interested in business, you could probably learn a lot from this one. Guy's got his MBA, and uh, like I said, he's a stand-up comic and a comedy club owner who's kicking ass out there in Royersford, Pennsylvania, Uh, which uh, I will be there. I will be at his comedy club in May. If I had to guess, I'm pretty sure that's May 7th, May 7th. Go look it up. Go to Soul Joel's uh, Comedy Club and you'll see that I'll be there. What else? What else do we want to talk about here as I'm going to uh, I'm going to fade the music out here? Let's get rid of that music. I don't want to I don't want to hear it. I want to talk. I want to talk. Uh, and I'm going to keep it tight here as it's 745 a.m. Uh, I have to go to my job, my three day a week day job as I, as you guys know i'm doing this uh, construction stuff <laughs> i'm doing this construction stuff and uh we're learning a lot and uh i got some uh ideas how it's all going to come together as I, as i always do so uh also you're probably waking up early going did gonzaga really get their ass kicked last night yeah they did they did. I was very shocked, to be honest. I was not expecting uh, Gonzaga to lose this thing. I thought they had it. I thought they were going to definitely win the whole thing. And uh, they didn't show up last night. I think that's what it was. I, I don't know if they were the worst team, but they definitely did not show up if you watched it. Pretty, pretty, pretty weak game last night. What else? What else do we want to talk about? Uh, Patreon. As always, you see it there on the bottom uh, of the screen, patreon.com forward slash from pretender to contender. Uh, That really helps me out or helps us out with the podcast. If you can subscribe to that, you're going to get a lot more. And speaking of a lot more, the podcast, if you see there on the top of the screen, we are with a podcasting network now called Chop Sports. And I'm going to add another podcast in my repertoire that I'm going to be doing with Chris Gucci. We're going to do our first one this Thursday night at 8 o'clock. Our goal is to be live, but not live for the chat. Not live for the chat on YouTube. 
I'm going to shut the chat off, actually. But you'll be able to call in live. You're going to be able to call the show live. It's going to be like regular talk radio. Chris and I are going to share our lives. He's a big sports guy. He'll be talking about sports a little bit. <clears throat> but it's going to be mostly slice of life stuff. So this Thursday at 8 o'clock, and hopefully if it goes well, it'll be uh, every Thursday. All right? We don't even have a title for it yet. I guess it'll be called the Chris and Joe Show. we got to come up with a title. After we do one, we'll figure out the title. And uh, it'll be in audio form, too, on this uh, on this feed where you get all the audio. By the way, this podcast is available on audio, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can go get it. Okay? But I want to get to the interview really fast, okay? And then uh, you'll see me at the end for a little bit of a, a quick wrap-up. So let's go to that interview with Soul Joel. Like I said, that's his, uh, that's his company name. Joel Richardson, great dude, originally from South Jersey, just like me. And... Uh, what else did I want to say about it? Oh, we had uh, we had some technical difficulties with this interview, but I edited it out as best as I could. Okay, he's literally in his car <laughs> with. Uh, I think we had we couldn't even get the Wi-Fi to work. He's streaming uh, the interview with me, and we finally have to switch to Zoom about three quarters in. So I apologize for any technical things that slightly annoy you but i'm giving you a little disclaimer i i edited them edited them out the best i could all right we'll be right back with my guest joel richardson all right guys enjoy this Hey guys, Sturch here from the Chop Sports Podcast, and I want to tell you a little bit about Sunflower Meadow Seasoning. First of all, a guy my size likes flavor on his food, and there's nobody other than Jess that I go to for that. Her flavors range from French onion, BLT, Cajun country, so much more. They got dip blends, season shakers, smoothie mixes. Not even kidding, I've added some of their smoothie mixes to my post-workout protein shakes, and my goodness, what a difference. Get on over to sunflowermeadowseasoning.com for their entire list of products tell them chop sports sent you health and fitness professionals is your one-stop shop for all things sports medicine they now have four locations in woodbridge scotch plains south plainfield and freehold new jersey they're now offering physical therapy occupational therapy pain management chiropractic services acupuncture cryotherapy you name it they do it i can't say enough about their chiropractors on site i get adjusted literally three times a week to get my old 35 year old self feeling as best as possible contact them today check out their website www.hfrehab.com for more info dude so this is great this is great man uh this is this is my most High tech and low tech interview with uh, with Joel Richardson. Jeez, uh, um, he's in his car. I mean, this this is perfect to match your story. Really, the show is called Pretender from Pretender to Contender. So I try to interview people, and I don't care what their career is, that they went from being a pretender and figured it it out because they loved it and they became a contender and. When I saw what you did with your comedy club all during Corona, and I'm going to ask you to walk us through there, and you've probably been interviewed a few times because it's it's a pretty like Rocky esque story. 
so so I grew up in South Jersey, went to college in New York, I went back to going to school to get my MBA and uh, started uh, started stand up. And, and then I finally, after 15 years in the business, opened up my own brick and mortar comedy club. We went from one day a week, November 1st, 2019, to being open five days a week by the end of February 2020. And literally two weeks later, we got shut down like everybody else due to COVID. And it's like, it was so crazy. All the stars were aligning, except for the world's largest pandemic. So, but what was the story before that? Before the pandemic, you had a comedy club. And how did you go, you know... Bring me back to even before you even thought about wanting to be an owner of a comedy club, because you obviously um, didn't didn't start there, but you went and got your where'd you get your MBA from? Uh, so I got my uh, MBA and my undergrad at Wagner College on Staten Island. OK. Yeah. And w- were you somebody that did you have a feeling, even though when you were doing stand up that you wanted to do business and like w- no. So, so, so I ended up, uh, I was doing a show in like central Jersey and, uh, it was like a year after doing stand up. It was a bringer show and six hours before the show was supposed to start the, the DJ ended up canceling it. It was back in the MySpace days and Facebook, mm-hmm. um, that just started and I had 30 people coming and I didn't have all these people's numbers. So I ended up, uh, I, I, he gave me like a wishwashy answer that like a reason that like, Oh, one owner, uh, signed off on it but the other owner didn't approve the show so we canceled at like two o'clock in the afternoon for an eight o'clock show and it wasn't my my fault but i felt totally responsible so from then on in there on in i just ended up wanting to produce my own shows and after i, I just set up shows in south jersey where we grew up and my, my i was originally born in pittsburgh so i sent uh shows out there um I just I, I set up like Giannis Papas calls it the Soul Joel family tour. I just set up anywhere I had family. I set up shows. And after like 10 years, I, I set up shows in 21 different states. And I had this my own circuit kind of going. And uh, you so had family in that many house. places. <laughs> no, really? No, 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 no. But uh-uh. like, I, yeah, it, it was just like, yeah, I, it just ended up evolving where like, you know, I, I just kept getting offers to set up shows in different places. So, but, uh, I'm just a hustler, man. I just hustle, hustle, hustle. And I, you know, I finally wanted to open up my own place. And I I tried seven different times to open up my own comedy club. And like, for whatever reason, whether it was the financing or the town council or whatever, didn't get behind it, political reasons. And I finally opened up in Royersford, uh, after being at the Valley Forge casino for seven years. And, uh, yeah. And we were finally cooking, had, had a staff paying rent. And then the pandemic hits. It's like get beaten down, buddy. Right. I mean, when, when I worked at your um, your light just shut off when I, <laughs> he's in the dark now. Yeah. He's in the car. outside. By the way, he's in the car outside of his club. And you got to hear this story because I worked at your club. I guess it was like New Year's the day after New Year's Day. You know, it's like um, 29 degrees outside or something like that. But we'll get to that. And you still pack the place. You still pack the place. Joe Matarese drawing a crowd. Not really. January 2nd. It's wor- yeah, well, it's man. like it was officially like the worst day to try to do some sort of a, a, a deal situation with a comedy club. I love when people yeah. either offer me something in like July and I'm like, you know, if you're from the New Jersey and it's in New Jersey, I'm like, no one, every, you know, everybody goes to the Jersey Shore in the summer. You can't do comedy unless you're at the shore trying to do a show. 
Yeah. And even that's hard because people don't, they have their kids with them. They're not going, they don't have time to go see a, a performance unless maybe if it's in Atlantic city and you're in one of the casinos, then maybe you can pull it off. Right. So, and, and we booked that, we booked that show within two weeks too. So we really didn't have much time to promote it. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, it was, it was, it was one of those things where due, due to the uh, CDC guidelines, they were telling people not to go out and stay at home. I mean, I was fighting every little thing. I fought everything just to keep this up. We didn't make money in November, December, and January. Through our sponsorships and our individual donations, the only thing that has kept the club alive. Wow. So, so tell, tell, it almost sounds like your pretender, like contender story isn't your life as much as this comedy club since March 13th till now. So, yeah. so you, you, you find out COVID hits, you're, you're inside the building, right? So tell yeah. that, tell that story and tell how it comes to the, you know, how you figure out that we're going to have to do something here. We're going down. So, so, uh, we ended up doing open mic on Mondays and we had fundraisers every Thursday night, regular shows Friday and Saturday. And then we had special events on Wednesday. So we were like uh, operating five days a week. And that Sunday after being open five days a week for the Who first time. Who does comedy time, five days a week in the middle of Pennsylvania? I mean. It, it, it's crazy, but we were doing it. We were packing it. Really? Big fish. Yeah. Yeah. Big fish. I mean, packing it. It was, uh, you know, obviously pre-COVID. So we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But it was only a 140 seat venue. So the word traveled. It didn't matter if I booked it, it, whoever it was. I, I Whoever I booked, it was sold out because we booked a solid show from the host feature to the headliner, which is great. Right. Um, and I'm so, sure I'm sure when you open a club in Royersford, Pennsylvania, which even me who grew up in the South Jersey, Philly area, I had never heard of it. So yep. you, you can get lower rent. You can you can be somebody who doesn't have to have investors come in and like take all the money if you make any money. So what made you even pick that town? So, so we were doing shows at Valley Forge Casino and the borough council came and like, they're trying to revitalize this town along the Schuylkill river. It's mm -hmm. a very blue collar town and they're trying to, um, you know, uh, bring it back. And they mm -hmm. know, you know, t typically when you bring towns back, it's through entertainment. And, uh, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, uh, and there's no liquor license available. So we decided to make our, our uh, business model completely BYOB, which is great because we don't have the um, the liability of over serving people. You're what you, you were know? BYOB so, when it. you they, they bring whatever, whether it's a, a bottle of wine. But you were BYOB in the sh in the building that's right behind you right now. Inside or outside? Yep, exactly. In yep. Inside BYOB. BY so you're making both you're inside and out. So inside, your only income was the cover charge. Yep, exactly. That's the only way we no were No food. Money. You didn't sell food. Yep. We didn't sell food. We served nothing. Just completely BYOB. My God. Yep. That, that sounds like it's a, a recipe for disaster, but it's wow. So what is it? What else is but in that? Probably, what else is in that building? All office, Are, it's all, all offices and, uh, and just businesses. That's it. Um, so, uh, it's a, a factory. It's an old stove factory. And were there rule? I'm curious because I'm very into business. For someone that doesn't have an MBA, it's the thing that interests me the most. And there's so yeah. much about comedy that is a is that I didn't know. My first half of my career was a lot like owning a business. You still not have a liquor license? 
Yeah, no, we, and we have no plans on doing it. Um, what? Certain nights we'll have like uh, uh, like breweries or or uh, or diff- different like um, restaurants. They'll come in and they'll sell it, but we we are completely BYO and people love it. That's what do like you have? Do you, what do you have? Food trucks go set up outside? No, not even food trucks. Like uh, company, uh, the restaurants will have uh, the rest uh, their menu emailed to uh, all of the uh, people, and then they'll bring the food to them and like deliver it at showtime. Wow. Okay. So it's like a real, like you said, like New York, you, you, New York city teaches you how to do business and, and come yeah. up with the, cause that's what they do in New York. I never even knew that was an option. So I went to New York and I'm like, are they bringing Chinese food in from the Chinese place two doors down? They're like, yeah. And it's just nonstop. They're just coming in with bags yeah. of Chinese and you're like, this is genius. And they just resell it for more. Right. Yeah. But, but Joe, here's the thing. Like we with us, we have no, desire to make food or make that part of our business model we're not going to get our liquor license so all the restaurants and bars help us promote because we're operate we're giving them entertainment and they're not trying to do that and they're giving our customers food and alcohol and it just makes a perfect partnership and aren't the entire town and county around here has embraced us i totally yeah i've noticed it that's why i wanted to interview you because i was like this is it, it was just like I was rooting for you, and you know, hey, well, how many comedians you, are rooting for comedy club owners? Not many. I mean, I, I know, guess, man. I guess they we do, are because you know, we we want work. I, I appreciate that, man. Um, you know that the dome, fifty three thousand dollars. All right, so That's, you're going ahead too much. So I want to because this is such a pretender to contender situation, and what you just said reminded me of some. I've only done t- ten episodes of this, and you start to realize the overlaps. And the number one thing, because it's like a motivational podcast, it's not I'm not trying to make it funny. It just motivates people to get <laughs> shit done with their lives. But the one thing I noticed that you, you that has gone through it, all the episodes is you just were like, this is what I want to do. And that's what I don't want to do. And I'm just doing what I want to do, which is right. I don't I don't want to I don't want to make food. I don't care about that. That's not what I wanted. I don't even want to I don't even want a liquor license. I'll do BYOB. I just want to put on shows. So, so what, what happens right when COVID hits in this place that how long, how long have you been in your lease at this point? Four and a half months. Okay. And you're doing well. And and then this goes down. And it changed so quickly. My, my dad, which I mean, not many people say this, but my dad actually lives in China and he, he, yeah, he's been buying and selling electronics his whole life. And what he decided to do was fly to China live there and you find directly from a lot of the manufacturers and then selling it back to American companies. And he told me the Sunday after we went five days a week, he goes, they had been shut down since after the Chinese new year's, they were shut down for like a month prior to this. And he told me, he goes, it's going to happen in America. He goes, so you better start saving your money. And I was like, no way, no way. I was in such denial. I'm like, there's no way this can happen. I'm just, we, we just started getting cooking. And this happened so quickly. So I grew up in Morristown with Julian McCullough. Do you remember Julian? Yes. You know Julian, right? Julian McCullough, very uh, accomplished comedian. Yes. So we did a fundraiser on Thursday night in my hometown in uh, Morristown that we do twice a year. And uh, and he was headlining in the club Friday and Saturday. So he flies from L.A. And this is how quickly everything changed. He, he got off the flight in Philadelphia and he goes, what's going on, buddy? And I'm like, I think you're getting right back on that plane. Like, like I, we did. 
yeah, we did one show that Thursday night and then he got back on the plane Friday and we didn't do any more shows. It was that crazy. Wow. And, yeah. And then, so tell us about the story. So then what does your, your landlord literally says to you? It's so amazing. What does he say to you? So what our, our, what our makes landlord, you have that conversation with him? Well, he, he ended up uh, saying that this outside lot, um, where, where we're at, like, he's like, you can start doing outside shows. And so we started doing outside shows, uh, socially distant. And, uh, we took a stage that was a 40 foot tractor trailer bed and we turned it into a black box and we started doing shows Friday, July 3rd. And then we made, uh, um, in, in, uh, August 17 nights to make up for uh, straight shows of comedy one week for every day that we, uh, one day for every week that we lost during the shutdown. Right. I remember Pete Dominic told me he did it. And I remember yeah. like him saying something like I'm getting heckled by cars. There's like cars driving by the stage in the background. And it, yeah, and I literally told him, I, I said, I said, those people are coming tomorrow. And he didn't believe me. He goes, oh, what, what a promoter. He goes, Joel's telling me that these are the people that are coming tomorrow. And they were like, because the whole yeah. town was how did the whole town know about it so fast? So, so, uh, I, I ended up taking 300 yard signs and I asked fans of ours if they would put up a yard sign. And I'm like, well, if every yard sign sells 10 tickets, like neighbors and people that pass by, that'll be 3000 tickets. We'll almost have like an entire week or two of shows sold out. And it started happening where people didn't hear about it during that week. They heard about it the next week or the following week. And then we really started cooking in uh, in late August and September. We we just rode that wave, man. Um, and then Big J ended up getting pulled off stage. I and then there was a story about that, right? Yeah. What happened with Big J on stage? I I never saw the video. So long story short, it ended up being uh, a girl that we got it's Big J um, Okerson. Everybody, he's another very uh, accomplished comedian who's kicking ass right now. So go ahead. So so it was a girl that was heckling and ended up getting kicked out and asked to leave. And the audience started applauding and his, uh, her brother who had came in and he produced porn and he told everybody about it. Um, so he goes to, he goes to literally defend his sister um, by running up to the stage and I couldn't get there fast enough. And before I got up there, he yanked big J by the ankles off the stage. And before you know it, this guy is getting the shit kicked out of him by like 10 different Legion of Skank fans with with uh, Luis Gomez, oh, you know, Luis around Gomez his neck too. Holy oh yeah. Shit. Well, if you watch the video, it looks like Luis Gomez is the one that took tackled Big J off the stage, but he's jumping like Jimmy Fly Snuka off the stage to help defend Big J. Yeah, that is the wrong um, comedian to try to remove from a stage. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, hilarious. It's not good. It's that's not like good. the stories you would hear about people that start and would start fights with Joe Rogan back before they knew he would he could literally kill somebody. I'm like, what are they yeah. doing? Yeah. Oh my god. Good. So, okay. So, whose idea was it to? Was that just an easy idea right away, or like let's just go outside and do the shows here, or was like was anyone against yeah. it or? No, no one was against it. The whole town embraced it. There were so many people that told us like our shows got them through COVID and it was the, like the bright spot and people just needed laughter more than ever. And they're outside. So people felt safe. If they, there was so much room that no one was on top of each other. We had cones 
that made each other their own pods. So no one was on, on top of each other. We, we had some noise complaints because people had nothing better to do than complain. Yeah, but... you, do, you do hear that happening a lot because some of the guys, I knew a guy in South Jersey that bought all the equipment instead of renting it to do these drive-in style shows, which you probably contemplated because right. you had all that area out there. People could pull up in their cars. You have enough room to do a whole drive-in movie out there. That's, that's how his parking lot, everybody, is like, what's the size of that? You probably know the exact size. It's huge. And it's then huge, man. And that it's, gravel it's, area, you're allowed to use that, too, that's across the way. That's a big field, too, where everywhere, everybody, you have parking right across the street from it, which is perfect. Yeah, it, it's it, the, the parking lot's probably a good half a mile long. It's huge. It's huge. Dude, another reason why I think this is like a pretender to contender situation you can hear like the passion in your voice that there was, there was more than an idea. There was like this. And that was, that's what made it work. Cause I was going to say like, how, you know, how did the whole town embrace it and why it's like, for some reason people knew you were doing something for the right reason. Well, and, and, and here, here's, here's something I haven't, you told weren't some to. dickhead trying to make money is what I'm trying to say. Like there was more to this than that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, and I, uh, I've been waiting for 15 years in this business to try to have something like this happen to me. Like, and, and it ended up not quitting and not giving up and having the relationship with all these comics. I wanted, I went through a breakup last year and I said, I'm going to make the uh -huh. whole country talk about this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I've I never need... said that. I haven't said that publicly to anyone. <laughs> That was that, a Joe Matarese exclusive. That is <laughs> that is so funny, dude. I totally relate. I've written one-man shows after being dumped by a girl. <laughs> You're like, this is going to be a fucking movie, and it's about her. How many how many songs have been written after a breakup? You know, hit, oh, huge countless. hit songs. Wow. Okay. So a breakup really – I love when negatives can turn into positives, too. It, like, makes you want to fucking – yeah, just throw all your energy into it. Yeah, man. not enough people out there have. I'm like, why do some people just not have that inner like, want it? Like, if you fucking grab, like, if you <laughs> try to grab me and not let me go, I'm gonna get the fuck out. Like, there's no way you're gonna <laughs> hold me. You know, like you got your all your money and your time invested in this thing, and then you, I think you said the owner, uh, the way he said it to you, like. If you want to use outside, you can. You, you said oh, yeah, it a little yeah, while yeah, yeah, yeah. ago. If you want to, yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, well, because the other thing is, is that he saw that I was doing like a, a, a revolving circus in the town that's around here. I was just doing shows in any parking lot that would have me. And so I think he wanted to keep me here. So he finally met with me. He's like, why don't you just do shows here? And and it, it all developed and evolved. And we ended up putting 100 tons of sand on on the lot and he matched it so we have 200 tons of sand which ended up being nine triaxle loads nine truck loads of sand so was That's that like a use use your profits to invest in yourself a little bit here because you had to spend some money here to do all that and and if you forget don't forget that i had to do it to open up the club so i opened essentially opening up two comedy clubs two businesses in the first year <laughs> yeah i had to dump 20 grand into it again to right, open up you had to buy the tent. So how did you get 20 grand together? Dude, it's just, uh, so, uh, we got, um, like people, a lot of people do Patreon. We ended up doing a, um, a one time 
fundraiser to get donations. Patreon's on the Patreon's 13- on the screen right now. Do you? I don't know if you can see it on your side, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so you had yeah, a Patreon for people to to help to support your club and raise money, and they just yep. did. So we raised thirteen grand in a week. How did you let everybody know? How'd they find out? How did you let them know about the just, Patreon? Just through our uh, through our email list and our social media, um, and people just kept. Uh, you know, we almost have ten thousand people that like our page um, in under a year. And, uh, and, wow. and, and our email list is up to like 10,000 too. So I just kept sharing it on my social media. They're all people that I've almost know personally right. and whether they, the, they donated a minimum of 20 or as much as a hundred and every tier got their name up on the wall and, uh, and some sort of merchandise. What was so, the wall? You mean the wall behind the stage? Uh, the wall next to like, so it looks like. A lot of comics say it looks like people that were lost during COVID. Like we had their name like memorialized up oh, on the wall. Wow. Like that's a great and- idea. So when do you realize and when do you start getting contacted? Because this is cool how all these big name comedians come and play at your place because there's nowhere to do comedy. So once again, a negative so it- turns into a positive. Yeah. So so we ended up um, um, through Louis Katz and Sean Donnelly. Uh, we ended up getting uh, Dave Attell to come down, and he headlined the last night of that comedy festival back in August. And when Big oh, J got a, pulled off, was that a festival when Big J was there? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was. It was just my festival. They just did oh, one okay. night. They did one night. Okay, so you do a f- yeah. comedy festival at the place, outside. At the place, and yep, and and we had Dave Attell headlined it the last night, two shows. So his lightning struck. Three times in three days. Big J gets pulled off. The next day, we were already in negotiations with Jim Brewer. And right. that was another recommendation through Jessica Kirsten. And Jessica really helped us, you know, get Jim. So we announced that. But, like, even his 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 agent was like, all right, this is the money. This is the day. By the way, what happened at your comedy club last night, buddy? I'm like, everybody everybody knew about it. Oh, yeah. And then and then Sunday, Sunday Attell was there. So, it was like, Big J, Jim Brewer announcement. And then a tell. And then at that point, it was like everybody wanted to come. And then Louis C.K. has been here three times now on a drop in. Yeah, I knew Louis C.K. did shows there. Oh, he just dropped in unannounced. Yeah, well, he came he came twice with Joe with Joe List. It was Joe List and friends. And, and then, then just came. last week, he he was here again. He just drives to Royers for Pennsylvania and does a spot. <laughs> That's amazing. Where does he live? Exactly. 35 minutes. Yeah. Where does he live? In New Jersey? No, he lives in Manhattan. Yeah, I was going to say that. And that's that's two and a half hours away. That's hilarious. So that's cool. Train these crowds to be so good, no matter what comic it is. The audiences are always trained to be good comedy audiences. And the comedians all love it. And what who are the who are the other big names that you got to come? You got some really big ones. I know you had yeah, Andrew so Dice Andrew Clay Dice, for like five nights. And, yeah, five. Yeah, he did four shows. But yeah, four shows. Do you just and, um, what do you do? Had, just up the price of the tickets for bigger names, or because yeah, yep, cause, exactly. Cause how many people can you are you allowed to put outside? Is there a rule? Yeah, so socially distanced with the square footage that we have, we're able to get two hundred and fifty. That's it. Yeah. Jesus. So there has to be a point to you thinking right now. This thing's taking off. I'm getting 250 people to come and watch outside comedy. There's got to be a point now where you're going, what if there was no social distance? 
I could. What if I could? I could get a. Th- I could. I could seat fifteen hundred yeah. people. They're all bringing their own chairs. You just need a sound Absolutely. system that's loud enough. Yep. So so yeah, man. I I think that once this is, we made it through the storm. Now we made it through the winter, and there's there's no reason why we're gonna go back inside now. We're gonna stay out here throughout the whole spring and the summer. Yeah. And so we'll work, tell me. So, so you. About- so you put this half moon tent over it, and then how many heating lamps do you stick inside there? Thirty, and you each have... one uh, handles two hundred square feet, so they all cover the six thousand square feet. Is there a next piece to this whole story? Yeah, I mean we uh, we uh, we're now locked out of our inside uh, space. So uh, our why are you now... locked out of it? Well, because because one of the comics, um, Tim Dillon, was smoking on stage. And he went inside where you were, where you got chained to the green room. And we used, let the talent have indoor plumbing so they don't have to use the the porter pots. Mm -hmm. And our landlord happened to be there on a Sunday night. And he said, oh, you guys are smoking inside of my property. I'm like, no, it just, Tim Dillon went inside and smells like an ashtray. He smells because he was on stage. And uh, I smoked. So finish the Tim Dillon. He goes did you, on. Did you sta- miss all of that? No, I got up to Tim Dillon. You're telling the guy, no, no, no. Tim Dillon smoked on stage outside, and he just smokes a lot, so he smells like smoke. He wasn't smoking inside the the establishment. Right. So, but our landlord took that as he's smoking inside. So he gave us our final warning. And the following week, this is crazy. We had a national documentary oh, no. uh, crew, a film crew from chicago to film us they went from chicago my back you're back so continue where you left off all right so the the national the film crew for the national documentary they're taping um they're covering comedy during the pandemic so new york to la chicago austin and then they come to royers ford because royers ford is in the top five the big five in the country so how did they know about how did they hear about you I guess you. So the they heard about word us of mouth through, from comedy through Emilio. Oh, Emilio, the guy who owns a New York comedy club. Okay. So, so through Emilio from New York comedy club, and he has the uh, Atlantic City comedy club and a, a lot of other rooms. He tells this national um, documentary film crew that they're covering comedy during the pandemic. So they went from Chicago to New York to L.A. to Austin, Texas, to interview like you know Rogan and Ron White. Then they came to Royer's Fort, and they filmed, and it was a night that Giannis was here, and Casey Aurora, and, and they interviewed me. Um, and the next day, we get a text message from our landlord saying that we trashed the place. He took a picture of three water bottles and a brown paper bag from Rite Aid. And it's like, all right, like, that's, that's on us. It's on me and my general manager. The fact that we didn't go in, uh, the comics didn't even go inside except for the interview. And I, I just didn't think that the film crew would left, left anything behind. But, you know, we've brought 20,000 people through this place. They eventually want to have this as a riverfront with uh, rooftop bars and, and apartments. And, and people, I can't tell you how many podcasts and, and, and radio shows and TV plays. I mentioned Royersford a town that has 4,500 people to argue over water bottles and a brown paper bag. It's not really trash in the place. So without notice, he deactivated our cards and we can't go inside and give our talent um, the, the use of the, the bathrooms. It's like after everything that we fought to keep this place open, this is what we're now fighting. 
that come in or no? Yeah, I totally got all of it. I, 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 I'm trying to sort my thoughts to think what I want to say here because, you know, I am a guy that's been in this business for, you know, I'm, I'm older than you. Um, yeah. And I, I've seen so much and it's just like, there's so many of those kind of stories that I could tell you from 30 years of being in this where you're like, why is this, why is it so unfair? Why does it feel like the world is, is against you? And you have these things happen and like, I, I, got, obvious... I, got a, I got a better, I got a better, I got a better take for you, Joe, that this all happened in the last week. So because we had, we had Russell Peters here, Russell Peters, our, arguably our biggest international star. Yeah. If you don't know who Russell Peters is, go Google him. Cause he's literally like, um, just, humongous he's a humongous comic yeah. star who's like probably has like three i don't know what he has instagram followers you probably know i bet he has three million yeah and so he uh he comes here and and we're locked out so we had to we had to rent an rv we had to rent an rv as like a movie trailer for russell peter do you know how embarrassed i was yeah you told and me i'm that. like but you know what yeah so he ended up being like cool about it like it, it was right by so like they kind of knew what it was going to be since it was an outdoor venue and it was as expected. It was fine. We were supposed to meet with our landlord because we wanted our, our rent reduced because now part of our lease is including the inside and, and plumbing, plumbing. That was part of the deal. We're paying, we're paying the same amount of rent to, to rent this dirt lot out here, the parking lot, same rent as inside, everything. So we moved the RV because we have to return it because uh, it's a big week because of Easter. And we moved the RV because we had to return it. And our landlord fucking cancels the meeting. And I know it was because we, we had to return the RV. All he wanted was the RV off his lot. His problem was solved. Ours is not. Canceled the meeting. What the hell? Have you had problems with this guy from the start? Or is this new? Or is it like he, he didn't expect you to survive uh, the a, situation a, of doing comedy in the parking lot and then you and you turned it into something better and he's like fucking can't handle it he wants he's yeah, like Fuck, I, i'm not I making money it. off this guy i think that's guy. it and uh and he can't raise your like yeah like uh, what i said earlier in the interview if you have a contract with everything in there you can sue somebody. You can get what you are deserving. He can be an asshole all he wants, but he might not be able to stop you from running your business right now. And is is that is this in writing? Yeah, we have, we have a lease. We have a lease through uh, through August. It's up September first. So it's pretty interesting, man. So what's going to happen? And you know, he's. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, but it's going to get pretty interesting because uh, he's using our name to attract. He's had people, you know, at the front front row during Dave Attell that he's using to uh, as investors. He's using like, hey, look at our look at our space. This is what's going to happen in you know in the future. He's using Soul Joel's to lure people in. Like, if we're a mall, he you know we're his Nordstroms. You know, we're his flagship. The greatest thing is is you you built this thing on your own and you're at a point now 
which is a great point to be at. It almost reminds me of <laughs> it's a really old reference, but people that listen to my podcast or watch it will get it because they're like old like me. There, you ever see that there's a really old movie? It's like a with Robbie Benson. Do you even know who he is? No, I don't. Sorry. Robbie Benson was like this actor in the 70s and the 80s. And there's a movie called One on One that was a TV movie. And okay. he's a college basketball player that gets a scholarship, right? And it's, yep. it reminds me so much of your story. He he's you know, he's a little he's he's like a six foot tall white guy and he's playing at like the university of michigan or something right and uh he's not doing as well as he thought he was gonna do you know and they try to revoke his scholarship and he's like what do you mean you you want me to give my scholarship back i'm not giving my scholarship back they're like you need to quit like they try they're trying to run him off the team so you know, because uh, so they don't have to give him his scholarship. And he's like, I'm, I'm not going to quit. And you're not getting your scholarship back. And they're just doing all this shit to him to make him want to quit. They're just fucking fucking with him so bad. And then there's a game where they run out of guys, right? They run out. Of, there's no one left on the bench. And you could the, it, the coach who plays the asshole coach is like been an asshole in so many different movies. And he's like, fuck, all right, put steel in, put steel in. That's his Robbie Benson's name in the movie. So Robbie Benson comes in and he's on fire, right? He's he fucking, he's hitting everything, right? They don't even want him to have the ball. They're not, they're, he's, they're purposely not passing it to him at first. And then he just says, fuck it. And he's like fucking scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. And they, they they come back and they, he ends up shooting one right at the buzzer to win the game. They carry him off. Right. And earlier in the movie, and I'm sorry to be a long winded story to get to your thing oh. early in the movie. Earlier in the movie, I think the dickhead coach says something to him about like a red hot poker. That's all I remember. He says something about a red hot poker. So then he has that amazing game and the coach calls him in for a meeting now. And he's like, we're going to give you your scholarship money, everything back, everything. Cause they were, he was, it was like back in the seventies where they would pay college kids to play. They would give him a job that had no work. And they would pay him like $500 a week to do nothing. And that it was like, that's just what happened. He's like, you're going to get that job back where you were getting all that money. You were going to give it all back to you. And like Robbie Benson just stops. And it, I, I hope I don't screw this up. Go watch it. Maybe I can cut the end of one-on-one in when he says it. Such <laughs> a great moment in the movie. He leans into the coach and he goes, I don't need that or something like that. He goes, I don't need any of that. You know what? You can stick your scholarship up your right up your ass with a red hot poker because I can play anywhere I want now. Right. And it's like you get chills. You're like, ah, he just fucked him. Because what I was thinking, I'm like, you could hook at a comedy club anywhere in Royersford, Pennsylvania. You don't need this fucking guy. You want to be an asshole to me? Oh, yeah. I'll go right, I'll go right yep. next. Wherever you open, Whatever you end up doing, I'm going to open right next to you and kick your ass because everybody here loves me. Yep. That, yeah. Go ahead. Exactly right. Off. You don't want me to make yeah. money in your establishment? Great. 
It's like taking the negative and making it a positive again. Great. I don't want to be in your negative place. I'll go it's over just here. The next, it's exactly right. It's just the next person that has motivated me to just, just to keep, uh, keep that edge and that, keep that chip on my shoulder. That's all. It just keeps motivating me. That's it's all happens. You, yeah. And it's because you know what you want to do. It's that, that it's that you, you you're doing what you want to do and you have you're doing it well. You're treating everybody great. Uh, God damn, that, that's ridiculous. You trash Friday, Friday, May 7th, Joe Matarese is headlining. Come out. Get I hope tickets. I don't have to run into this guy. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. This is ridiculous. <laughs> You're the greatest thing that's ever happened to Royers for Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, Thanks, man. So I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate you too, because you're you're a rare individual in this in this awful business that gets you know you get shit on so many times. So I want to plug your club even more. It's 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 Soul Joel's. Uh, are you calling it? It's Soul. This is bad that I don't know. It's Soul Joel's comedy. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah, 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 dude. There's been no, no. It's fine, man. We've had so many different names over the last year. It's uh, it's it's Soul Joel's. S-O-U-L-J-O-E-L-S.com. You got um, you, no, you broke Joel's you own. broke up during your plug. Uh, it was Soul Joe's to... Comedy Club, Soul Joe's Comedy Club and Lounge. Soul so it's Soul Joe. What's the website? Souljoles.com. S-O-U-L-J-O-E-L-S.com. Oh, that's easy. Souljoles.com. And who do you have there this weekend? Well, so this, this weekend we have Miss Pat. Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to think of the, when this pod, this episode is going to come out. Um, I think it's coming out next Tuesday. So who will you have on? Uh, who will you have that fought that okay. that weekend? So, uh, so, so we have uh, Jim Florent coming in uh, Saturday, uh, uh, April 10th. We have Jim Florentine. Let's think. So today is the 30th, April 10th. Did I really lose yeah, you on that, that one? That will be April 10th. Jim Florentine, everybody. Go see Jim Florentine. And you got so many amazing comics there. And I, I'm curious, just to end the interview, do you just want to do comedy outside now? And, like, is that the goal, to find an outdoor venue or something? Because comics, you know what's funny? Yeah, before, man, well, you, well, you know, the, ah, shit. No, I'm frozen. The, the best part about this pandemic has been, uh, you're frozen. I got you. The best, the best part about this pandemic is that, uh, we will, we will definitely always do comedy outside during the summer months and the warm months because people love being outside and not being inside. And, and, um, we, we, you know, we have the dome, so it still traps the laughter and they don't get lost and nowhere. And it's just, everybody loves it, man. So it's definitely gonna be a part of our business model going forward. That's a great, that's a great idea. Yeah. You, you, you bought that dome so you can just keep it out there with the sand. Yeah, yeah, and, and also, yeah, not just figuring it out, but we own the domes. What else are we going to do? Yeah. You don't own the sand. If that guy kicks you out of that area, you don't have the sand anymore. Can you move that sand? Can you put it in a truck and put it somewhere else? <laughs> it's a lot of sand. Yeah, that's that's basically what's going to happen. All right, dude. Well, dude, thank you so much for letting me interview. This is really motivational, and uh, I think everybody's going to love this episode. And uh, I'll send it to you, and you can uh, you can put it out to your email list. That'd be great. We, they can check it out. 
and I'll I'll edit it so all the freezing shit that's happening like crazy won't be there. All right, dude, go back, go back to uh, running your uh, your business. <laughs> Fucking Zoom. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate you. All right, dude. Later, thanks, buddy. You know, as I get older, I tend to appreciate different things. One thing I love now more than I ever have in the past is some unique furniture. Not just any furniture, unique custom furniture made by Battle Rattle Woodworks. He's specialing in charcuterie boards for all those parties you're about to host when this weather gets a little nicer. Even better, if you enter the code CHOP15 at checkout, you're going to get 15% off your entire purchase. Massive savings on some unique American-made stuff. Help support your local veteran right now and visit them on social media at Battle Rattle Woodworks. Hey, guys, it's Sturge from the Chop Sports Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about LVC Transport. I recently just had to help a family member move after living in the same house for over 20 years. You know what that means. That's a lot of stuff. So I called my buddy Chris over at LVC Transport. He hooked it up with a massive dumpster. Huge discount. Now, he's looking to help out every member of Chop Sports. Call him today, drop the name Chop Sports, and he's going to take 10% off the top right away. Just say Chop Sports, and he's taking 10% off the top. Get your free estimate today. Give him a call, 908 705 3006. Well, I hope you guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed Joel. Joel's a great dude. Oh, my God. Uh, really support him. If you're ever in the Royersford, Pennsylvania area, go check out his comedy club. The guy had, uh, I said, Louis C.K. drop in. Andrew Dice Clay, I think, did like four or five nights there. Uh, it's a really great, fun little venue, and I think it's it's going to be the new way of the you know that you're gonna see these venues. You're gonna see outdoor stuff, so people uh, can feel safe. I think we're gonna see a lot more of that stuff, especially in the warm months. So my takeaway, my takeaway: don't let anything stop you, and do, do what you want. I probably said this before on a lot of episodes, but do what you want. You see how how Joel did that. He didn't uh, he didn't listen to anyone else he just did what he wanted to do you know i'm sure there's people that said you can't do a comedy club without having a liquor license you can't have no food there how are you gonna survive it's never gonna work yeah it is because i'm gonna have a low overhead i'm gonna do comedy in an office building and i'm gonna turn that into a club it's so weird like i've thought of that there's like a space around the block from where i live and i've often thought if the rent was low enough could I pull it off if I ever wanted to open a comedy club? Who knows what's in the future? For me, you never know. I go a lot of directions, except sexually. Uh, yeah, so um, go check his club out. And that was my major takeaway from today's episode. There's no rules. Don't think this is the way it has to be done because everybody else does it that way. You can change the game. Don't be afraid of that. All right? And go for it. That's all I wanted to say today. All right? So check us out live. We'll be live. Chop Sports owner Chris Gucci will be my co-host on the live episode Thursday night, 8 o'clock on YouTube. 
check it out all over my social media. We'll be uh, we'll be posting all kind of uh, teasers for it. All right, and we'll be able to take phone calls live. Okay, the phone number will be on the screen. It should be the nine five one two nine eight nine eight nine nine number that I always use, which is still alive, by the way. That voicemail number is still alive. Put that in your phones. Nine five one two nine eight nine eight nine nine okay it's my little google number there you call in live to the podcast looking forward to doing live radio like like you're so, like i always wanted to do that i always want to take calls you know because i realized the text thing doesn't doesn't work because you re-air it and people are talking to you in text and you're answering the text but then the people listening to it have no reference of what the hell you're talking about so with live calls that should solve that problem Okay, I want to connect with you guys. The best way to connect also is to join the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash from pretender to contender, as you see it there to the bottom of the screen. Also, tips were welcome throughout this episode for a $10 tip or more. You get my new album. I will uh, send you the download. It's called Completely Present. My Venmo, my PayPal, they're on the screen. All right. Support the podcast. That I gotta go to work. Gotta go to work. And you know what that means. Yeah. I'll see you guys. Have a good one. Hey, motherfucker. That's right. Take it easy.